It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin. A spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. So when I was a kid, I thought that the swinger lifestyle meant people getting together naked and swinging on swing sets. The things that we do not learn in elementary school, right? Um, welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, where good girls go for sexual empowerment. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and I am so thrilled to be here to discuss two really compelling topics. Myths about the swinging lifestyle. They don't swing on swing sets naked unless, well, maybe if they want to, I'll find out. And a controversial new documentary you may have seen. It's called Hot Girls Wanted. I watched it recently. And I'm going to explore it with two incredible guests who are seasoned professionals in the adult industry, Jack Spade and Ariana Marie. You will meet them shortly. Uh, this is our 78th episode, which is crazy. But it's the very first time we're being filmed. How exciting, right? Um, if you're watching and new to Girl Boner, I hope that you will check us out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio where you can subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, go back to the first episode if you're like, what is a girl boner? What is she talking about? You can learn the whole history there. Um, the first episode, Girl Boner Beginnings, tells my story, and uh, you'll learn a lot there as well as the rest of the episodes. You can find them also at augustmclaughlin.com. Um, so before I introduce my two fabulous guests here, I wanted you guys to check out the trailer for this movie. So Hot Girls Wanted is um, it's a Netflix documentary, and it was produced by actress Rashida Jones, who you may have seen in uh, Parks and Recreation, a bunch of other stuff. Um, and it follows the lives of a small group of 18 to 19-year-old aspiring porn stars who have left their hometowns for Miami in search of money and fame. Well, hello there, you sexy thing. You must know the password, right? Of course. Every day, a new girl turns 18. Free flight to... I found an ad on Craigslist. It was under TV shows and radio jobs. I sent them these two pictures because I didn't know what they wanted exactly. It didn't hit me until I got on the plane. I only work with amateur girls brand new to the industry. Usually like 18 to 21. I call them teeny boppers. A lot of them know it's a trap, but the money's there in their face right now. Cash, they take it. They don't care about who you actually are. I'm trying to be famous, so gotta do what you gotta do. The shelf life of a girl? Best case scenario, a year tops. I got offered to do two shoots for 2500 And? Bondage. You look so awesome. God, look at your ass, bro. Oh, today was just so horrible, though. Oh, you still got it done. Still got it done. I don't have anything more to give. That last part, I hate it. I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I could tell him no. Just can't be good for you to have sex that much with that many different people. Ugh. So weird, but that's my job. They all have the same stories. My parents don't know. I hope they never find out. 
start to tell them, like, your, your parents are going to find out. More and more and more and more girls are doing it. It's gone mainstream. Here to discuss the film, we have Jack Spade, who is a former adult performer with lots of experience, and he now owns two adult agencies, Silvaria and Adult Stars Models. He is here with his lovely girlfriend, Ariana Marie, who is an award-winning penthouse pet and adult entertainer who was recently named a partner uh, at the company, which is fantastic. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for joining me. Thank, Thank you for having us. So you both are... A wealth of knowledge and experience. You've seen everything probably there is to see um, in the in the adult industry from both sides, and I know you've had some strong um, opinions about the film. And Jack, you told the Daily Beast that you were appalled at the one-sided nature of the documentary. Um, after seeing it, I I totally can see where where you're coming from. But before we get to the downsides, did you see anything good about the film, or anything that you you liked about it? Well, you know, unfortunately, it does show a real part of the industry. Um, and, and maybe going back, uh, I can see, see it for that. Um, I was upset that they didn't show the other aspects, a more professional side. Um, but for what it is, um, that stuff does happen. But I, I wish they did, there was a little bit more acknowledgement that there are people that try to do it better way. Absolutely. It's so interesting because I think that had I watched it like 10 years ago, I would have wanted, that is what I saw, that's what I thought the porn industry was. I mean, for years I thought that that's what it was. It was women who were exploited, women who were abused, women who were forced into it. Um, and since starting this work, I've met so many incredible uh, women who work in the industry and a few men as well, who are so intelligent, empowered, and love the work, and it reminds me a bit of uh, the modeling industry. I modeled for like 10 or 15 years um, off and on, and I remember when I started, my agent sat me down and said, never pay somebody to be a model, never, you know, he gave me these guidelines, and I was so grateful because there are women who go into the modeling agencies and or book jobs through Craigslist and that kind of thing, and it can be dangerous. So. What are some of the biggest issues that you had? What do you wish the film had shown? Well, you just kind of touched on something that I, I actually brought to the uh, producer's attention. I said, if, if you were going to do a documentary on a mainstream agency, would you go out and find an unlicensed one, some random person, and let that be seen as what the norm is, you know? And so that really bothered me. Um, but I'm sorry, I was too caught up on that. What was your question? Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. That's a good point, too. I didn't realize that when yeah. I watched the film. Um, yeah. That's that's a really good point. I felt like there was... I, I think that Rashida Jones had good intentions, and I think she is concerned about the women who do fall prey to some of the bad eggs in the, in the industry. Um, but to me, it felt like it um, had a very strong vendetta going in. Like, this is the point that we want to prove. I heard that... Initially, they wanted to kind of show a more female-empowered uh, view of, wow. of 
these girls in the industry, that they were actually going in to show a more positive side. But they just happened to capture other all things. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because they go through all kinds of stuff. Um, there's one particular woman that they basically follow her story, and by the end, she has quit, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious. So you, you have an agency. How do you screen women? Like, if she came to you from the beginning, would you have said, come on in, or... I'll, I'll give you an example of a girl that joined us just a couple weeks ago. She was halfway through law school. No, she wanted to go to law or school. So, okay. Yeah, she was something a, like that. Something like she. She w- had a goal. Okay. We, we one of our um, one of our managers who's she's been in the industry for years. Um, she skypes with the models and talks with them before they get on the plane, and we ask those questions like, "What are?" are you going to school what are your goals and when this girl mentioned to her that she wanted to go to law school and that also she had a a small child she says are you sure you want to do this and basically when that model showed up I actually picked her up from the airport she told me that that manager tried desperately to talk her out of getting in the industry wow interesting so so you do look out for there are people who are looking out for the talent. That's an important message. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, uh, it, it's not always perfect. Sometimes there's girls that come through and they don't get that uh, opportunity. Um, but we try. Sure. That's that's the difference, okay. I think. And how do you yeah. recruit them? Because in the, in the <laughs> film, it's like there's an ad they put on Craigslist that's called something like, free trip to Miami. Yeah, they kind of like sugarcoat it in a way. Yeah, it's so misleading. I'll I'll tell you just real quick. um, My grandmother, who's like treasurer of the church and all this, she she raised me and I told her what I was doing and she asked if I had a moral issue with what I was doing and recruiting the models. And I told her if these girls are going to seek it out if they're going to get into this industry this is what they're going to do I would rather them find me than end up somewhere else where no one cares Um, and she liked that answer enough to actually help fund the opening of the company that is amazing (laughs) She sounds oh. like a, a really I wish I had woman. that when I got in the industry. <laughs> what, what did I, you face? I had a bad experience. Um, I was on, I had a personal Facebook, and uh, club promoters in Florida were, like, pretending to be agents. I didn't know. And they're like, how would you like to make 5K in a week? I'm like, yeah, because I'm working a waitressing job, and, you know. Of course. Um, so they, yeah, they lied to me and everything like that, but um, stole a bunch of my money everything so yeah Um, it's but you know it's uh those are predators i mean those aren't agents those are predators right those are people who are trying to it's like i've heard of people in los angeles who have castings to meet women like they say it's a tv show and it's to meet and it's like that's the kind you find that throughout the entertainment business no matter which part because they're finding people who are young and perhaps a little bit vulnerable or Naive. yeah from these small towns <laughs> that's how i was so i was sure. believing everything they were saying and then got to california to do my first shoot and i was on set and it was a boy girl girl never been with a girl like off camera like that before and 
they're like, I was under the impression that it wasn't going to be shown on the internet or anything like that. And then I get there, and the, the talent, the male talent, it was like, like, he took me in the back room, and he, he, like, grabbed my face. He's like, honey, this is porn. He's like, you know, like, it's going to be out there and everything. If you don't want to do it, then you can leave. Nobody's, like, telling you you can, like, you have to stay. And, like, I bawled my eyes That's out so and everything. Just because oh. I was, like, hurt that, like, someone had lied to me and told me something different, you know? Of course. But um, I spoke with the director. He was very comforting, um, very sweet to me, and... You know, we got past it, and I went and did my scene. But I was very unhappy with the people that were representing me at the time. So how did your career path turn around for the better, then? When did you? Um, I mean, I've been with a... I was with uh, another agency after I left them, and then we just weren't really agreeing too much on certain things, and so um, got with this agency. <laughs> and it's been nothing but great to me. Awesome. You know, I get to pick what I want to do, what kinds of scenes I want to do. Um, you know, I have a say, and it's not someone just booking me on a shoot and saying, okay, we'll go do this, you know. That's a really good point, because one of the most painful parts of the film, no matter what your perspectives are, it is it was unbearable for me to watch the part about the facial abuse. Yeah. And I didn't... For, for those who aren't familiar, facial abuse can be many things, but it's a particular type of, of porn where it's very violent and violating toward the woman. They force the... it's I mean, it's arguably rape. They force um, a, a man to have a blowjob from a woman, and it's depending on the specifics, but it, sometimes it involves vomiting. It looked awful. and Yeah, I could never do that kind of and stuff. And so that's an important <laughs> point, I think, too, is that yeah. you have a say, yeah. you know, that you can, because they showed Belle Knox, who's been on the show, and mm-hmm. I really respect her and her her message, and they showed something she had done very early on, and she has said she didn't know what was going on early either, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little tricky. They say that girls can walk away and they have a say but the, the film was accurate in that um, it's hard when a girl's there and the, she's surrounded hard. by a crew that is true. and the, it's they're all depending on getting paid on whether it's that's you know, hard, yeah um, I've been in that situation one time where I was just like not comfortable and I was like how do I like how do I like go to, to like call my agent and let them know like what's going on you know so and I don't like to do, like, confrontations. Like, I don't like voicing it, like, right there. So, like, I just kind of, like, step away and go call my agent. Is that what somebody you should know? do? Like, should you call? Well, I've been in this situation. It's it's very our, – our industry is so unique in that, okay, say a model's uncomfortable, right? So she calls her agent. And then, so where is that line where she's being unprofessional to where, you know, you took the job, you knew what it was, you should go ahead and do it. Where's that line to say, okay, that's great and all, but I'm here now and I'm not comfortable anymore. Mm. Okay. So it's like, how do you say, how do you call it professional, be professional, unprofessional? Mm. And honestly, our position is, I don't care if the girl waits till the last second, whatever it is, if she's uncomfortable, then she walks. That is a good agent. That is amazing. And that also reminds me of film and fashion. It's the same thing when they have, you know, kids who will go in to do a commercial who can't swim, and they find out at the commercial it involves water. And what do they do? They're, they're going to let down, they feel, they're going to let down mm-hmm. all of these people, the, their, their family. You feel like it's all on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's great. So do you talk to girls about that and say, hey, if 
if you feel uncomfortable ever. Yes, but I will tell you we've suffered from it because there are only there are not a lot of companies anymore, and so the companies think to themselves, wait, I, if I book through these guys and the girl changes her mind last minute, I don't know. So I'd rather go over to this agent who I knew is going to make her do the job. He's going to put the pressure on her. So it's it's been a difficult journey to find that that balance between the relationship with the companies and looking out for the girls. So how do you uh, find an agent like you? I mean, because they are, it sounds like it is a difficult thing to find. Um, there is a website. It's Latata, and it's all the licensed uh, adult agents. And, you know, not to say that they're all perfect, but that's a good start. At okay. least these are people who are licensed with the state of California and have um, guidelines for how they See, operate. I wouldn't have even known, like, some have licenses, some don't. I mean, those are, th- how do you know? Because I it's not know. like there's, like, school. I didn't like, even school. research it it's or just, anything when I got. Yeah. Yeah. When it's I the started. same license as uh, any mainstream talent agency in California. Okay. It's the same thing. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so, I think, again, I think Rashida Jones meant well, but it's, it, this movie ends up, you know, giving a kind of bad image. Yeah, a pretty bad image. <laughs> yeah. A pretty bad image. Are you concerned about the repercussions of the film? Enough to where I've been looking for every opportunity to go on radio or <laughs> to talk about it. Um, yeah, I've, I've, the second I saw it, I got on the phone with everyone I knew and said, let's get out there and let people know that there's alternatives to this. Because I can imagine that families would be concerned too, you oh, know, yeah. if because it seems to me like it could be something that is used as fuel for an argument, you know, like wait, but I have this proof that what you want to do, what you find empowering, and actually in the film, I I watched some interviews with uh, Rashida Jones about the film, and one thing that really struck me was she was talking about the difference between sexualization and sexual empowerment and she said she associated the empowerment just with money she said women are starting to feel like if they can make money then it's empowerment and I for me I felt I don't think it's just the money I mean maybe you can address that but I feel like if I wanted to express my sexuality in that way I feel like it would be more of an art for me yeah Um, how do you feel about that I mean I go to sets and I I go because I like meeting new people and I love performing and and all that stuff. But, I mean, yes, the money is good and everything, but, you know, I didn't start noticing things about myself until I got in the industry. Like, I I really didn't. That's not entirely true. I think your ex-boyfriend said, you should do porn, you like sex. (laughs) I did. He he was like, you should just go do porn, you like like having sex too much. But, I mean, I didn't know, like... The little things of like you know like I used to be very self conscious about my boobs yeah. and now I'm not like I'll just walk around and be like oh, hey. <laughs> you know that's awesome. so yeah. I it's more than just so it's money. helped your body image I think that's another thing that, yeah the confidence yeah. and stuff like that so amazing yeah. she has great boobs I believe it I believe <laughs> it <laughs> I think they'll kick us off YouTube if I let you show them so we'll carry <laughs> on with the conversation but I'll take your word for it and uh, I'm uh, we, we've talked about um, those boundaries you know setting what you will and will not do do you know then before a job happens like do you tell clients uh, these are certain things that I we try to get all of the details um, unfortunately things change so last minute 
in our industry, uh, we usually don't know until the night before. So that can be frustrating for the models, especially if they have to have something specific. Uh, Ariana had a situation even recently to shoot for a big company, and um, you know it was for like one of the bigger elegant type um, productions mm -hmm. <laughs> and she shows up and finds out that's a public sex scene with a guy yeah and See, in, I didn't know that it was in a car in 100 degree heat you know and we're like and outside yeah, yeah. like outside by like a fence like truly in out in public it was in a car it was like mixed and like yeah. the beginning of it we started like out out in public like by like a fence and um and then we did it into a car, and then we went to, like, an actual house that kind of looked like it, like an outdoorsy thing, and then we did it that way. But still, like, I didn't know. Like, I thought it was just, yeah. uh, you know, a boy, boy, girl, and I was going to set, and I, you know, they don't let you, sometimes they don't let you know the specifics of the scene and, like, what kind of scene it's going to be. Um, you know, you just know that you're working with two guys and sometimes. Um, so we it's a little know. frustrating, but, you know. Um, we were like, isn't it illegal to like leave your dog in the car when it's this hot? Oh my gosh. How are you going <laughs> to? That's a really good point. There's all these commercials about that. Yeah. It's mean, like, these are human beings. Yeah. <laughs> Working I, up a sweat in it. I didn't like, I mean, I texted my agent, let him know like what it was and everything. And I was just informing them that it wasn't the type of scene that, you know, was on my call sheet. Um, but I have done a public sex scene but it was at night and if, again it was like in a backyard of someone's house and it just looked like it was like outdoors but we had like lookouts and everything and like it was just it was so weird but and then like when we saw like a person coming the lookouts first let you know like hey you know get back in the car or something they didn't they just honked the horn and drove off and like the guy literally saw us like naked running into the car so it was like what is going on here that's not really okay oh my gosh but did it pan out all right were you able it to panned out all right it was um you know i got through it i was a trooper so i believe that you seem to have a good uh yourself directed i think you have to be probably in any creative art and i think that this is another art just like you sometimes know sometimes it is what it is and you know it you know, you just kind of have to go with it. But, you know, there's certain times where, you know, I'll be uncomfortable on a set and I'll be like, I'm not doing that. And, and I'll leave. But Good it's only you. happened once. So. And once you do that once, I bet. I, I had a scene I was a, when I was working as an actress where a little boy had to put his hands on my breasts. And which we didn't know until we were there. It was an indie film. And I was worried about the little boy because he was so little and his, his mom was there somewhere. And mm -hmm. I just thought... Isn't this something that, like, we should just make sure? Like, boundaries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So we worked it out where he didn't actually have... Because I didn't want to put him in this awkward situation yeah. where he's like, I have to, you know. It's just weird. Oh, yeah. It's like, just conversations really help. But once I... I remember feeling like I needed to call... Some, so I called my agent, stepped out and called my agent. And as soon as I did, everyone treated me like royalty after that. It was like, you get respect <laughs> sometimes when you stand up for yourself, I think. Yeah which is helpful. Sometimes, I, I feel like sometimes you do get respect and sometimes people will be like, oh, she's a diva. She's just being, you know, difficult. And I, I hate that because, you know, it's a level of comfort. And if you're not going to stand up for yourself, then, you know, what are you doing? So true. That really well said. Really so, well said. I don't and know. I just... We can't please everyone. And I think yeah. sometimes when people are criticizing you like that, usually it's about them. It's like their insecurity. It's not actually yeah. anything about you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, before we, we cut to our little uh, Dr. Megan segment here, 
I know that some of our listeners are intrigued by the industry. Maybe they're thinking of going into it. How do you know, like what are some of the ways to know if you're going into it for empowered reasons versus what would be a not great reason? Um, it's called girl boners, so I'm, let, <laughs> uh, I'm letting you lead the way. <laughs> I love it, but you can chime I mean, you, you got in the industry too, so... Yeah, I think they would want a male's perspective as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Little couple ping pong over there. Well, for for the guys out there, I don't think much has changed in that um, the best way is to get in with a girl. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you mean? Like as a couple. That's really yeah. Just it's tough to come in just as a guy. um, You know. I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, it's best. So, yeah, all the guys out there right now, they're going to like, hey. Hey, honey. <laughs> hey, I have this idea. <laughs> My new career move just came to me. <laughs> yeah, that's how I started. Interesting. You know, that's how a lot of guys start. Because there's a comfort level, too. So you do you a g- scene with a partner. Yeah. First. So, okay. and then if that works out. Then, okay. Yeah. What if a person has, like, um, you know, pretty deep insecurities or struggles with, because um, I hear that. Again, a lot of women find that they're much more, they're empowered and feel like stronger body image from it. Uh, the woman in the film, I felt like she never seemed to be going into it because she loved the work. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like she just was like, I want out of this town, which is probably what happens with the whole Craigslist type. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that, that approach where uh, I can either stay in this small town and make $10 an hour or I can be flown to Miami and I can be shooting these scenes and making, you know, 500, 1,000, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe there should be some interest <laughs> in the. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of had that mentality when I was like going, like when I was getting in, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make so much money and everything like that. But I didn't really appreciate it until I actually started going to set and working with amazing people and people that treated me with respect and, you know, um, were just not the people that I met in Florida that were just stealing my money, you know? You know what? I lived in Miami and have to say, it's a weird place. <laughs> it's yeah. a very weird place. <laughs> it, it, yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, uh, I did have that mentality. Like I was going to, like, oh, okay, I'm going to go make so much money and everything like that. And I didn't really appreciate it until I got into the industry. And you realized saw, you really enjoyed I, the work. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, again, so many people think it's like, oh, well, she's just going to get, you know, having sex for this, and she's going to have sex with these many guys and everything. But it's, it's not really, you know, you get to choose who you want to have sex with and who you don't want to have sex with and how many times you want to have sex and, you know, how many scenes you want to shoot a month or something like that, you know? So I definitely respect the industry now that I'm in it and I've seen what it is, so. Awesome. And it plays out pretty quickly, like if a girl's in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't hide that. You know, the girls that win awards for best performer. Like this beautiful one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... um. You can tell it, whether or not they in, are there for the right reasons. Yeah, that's that's good to know. That's good to know, and it's good that you're both looking out not only for yourselves but for other other people. And I really appreciate your voice on this subject. I think it's so important. Uh, we're gonna get um, a quick little uh, 
break here with Dr. Megan. She's our current relationship uh, specialist. We had a question from Carrie who asked this. Uh, My little sister is going into high school, asked me about slut shaming. She wants to know what she should do if it happens, which of course makes me worry that it is. I wasn't sure what to tell her. Should she tell someone, stand up for herself, both? Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Here's what Dr. Megan had to say. All I can say is that as a mother of an almost 12-year-old, it's a tragic reality of our culture that your 15-year-old sister even has this question entering high school. And yet, in the last 20 years, with the advances of technology, the internet, and social media, now more than ever, our culture has sadly become one where shame and humiliation have become a commodity. So I want your little sister to know that she should trust herself and her own decisions. There may come a time when she's comfortable exploring her sexuality and having sex when her friends might not be. And sometimes we don't actually feel bad about our own choices, but we're sort of shamed or taught to feel guilty or bad because others feel differently and want us to feel that they are right. Real friends don't judge our choices and support our happiness. But the other thing I want to share with your sister is that she might hear or experience bullying, shaming, with the goal of inducing those kinds of bad feelings for something that she may not have even done or maybe something she's done and already has her own regrets. Hey, how many of us don't have a regret for things we've done in our teens, our 20s, or even our 30s? Because we're learning by experimenting in life what does and doesn't work for us, what we do and don't like. And sometimes we can know quickly, I wish I hadn't done that. And ideally, that's what I call one trial learning. It's crystal clear, and I hope that for us all. Sometimes, however, it takes a little bit more experiences to realize, whoa, this really isn't for me. But we get there. And I think we all have to give ourselves the permission in our journey to adulthood, trusting ourselves and our decisions that along the road, yep, sometimes we do take wrong turns. But we only know that in hindsight. So tell your sister that if that happens, it's normal. Live her life, and worst case, she makes one of those turns. Have compassion for herself. As Brene Brown, the well-known researcher on vulnerability says, shame can't survive empathy. And as a therapist for 15 years, I can say that's absolutely true. You know, not all 15-year-olds are emotionally equipped to handle shame and bullying, even in cyberbullying attacks. So if your sister does, absolutely stand up for herself. But I'd also have her think about, could she anticipate any backlash that she wasn't feeling up for? I really doubt that this would happen for her in high school, but unfortunately you never know. And there have been really tragic instances of suicides that it goes from bullying and shame and something that's cyber to something that's real, which is why I'm inviting you to give your sister an opportunity to have this conversation door wide open and let her know that you're happy to think out loud with her about any situation that might come up along the way. Importantly, you're conveying that this might happen worst case, but if so, she's absolutely not alone in the experience. You will be there right by her side and help her in that moment with those facts to determine what the right steps make the most sense for her. And I'd also let her know the power of empathy so that if she ever hears or via the internet Facebook sees someone she knows being slut shamed, and mind you, that's without consent, without context, and without compassion. Your sister can stand up to bring attention to that kind of shaming by saying something positive, contextual, and supportive. Monica Lewinsky recently did a TED Talk on the price of shame. 
So I'd say it's definitely worth checking that out for yourself first and then deciding whether that might be a great way to start this conversation with your sister. Let me know. I'd love to hear how it goes. Thank you, Dr. Megan. I love what she said about empathy. It's so important. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Emily Linden's work, uh, The Unslept Project, please check that out. She's amazing. Her documentary is going to be coming out soon. And she has so much support out there for anybody who has been slut-shamed, which uh, far too many uh, people are and have been. Uh, So now we're going to uh, go into our second topic of today, which is really fascinating, and I I think another one that draws in all kinds of myths and and misperceptions, and that is uh, the swinging lifestyle. So the two of you are a very devoted, loving couple, which I think is one of the myths about swinging. I read that a lot of people think that if you're a swinger, then you must have an unhappy home life. What would you say to that? opposite yeah extreme opposite (laughs) yeah i I mean i'm sure there's situations where there's issues but so how did you two enter did was this like a decision that you made together was it something that for a long time you were considering how to work okay i'm just gonna throw myself under the bus right now (laughs) um I mean, as far back as I can remember, I've always been one of those guys that was just open-minded and just thought it was super hot to see my girlfriend with other people. I know it's weird. I didn't ask to be that way, but it's just hot to me, so whatever. And so when we got into our relationship, I told her right away. I was like, this is who I am. This I've always been this way. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a deal breaker. I think he told me, like, the first night I slept over. Really? <laughs> he did because, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, you That's know, obviously you just don't go That's around right. just sleeping with anybody, and neither do I, especially on, like, my personal level. I don't just do that. So um, he, he let me know, like, right away. He was like that same night. Well, you came up pretty strong. You're up. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's why, I, that's why I told you, because I yeah. didn't want you um, to you know, be all about a relationship that maybe wasn't yeah. something that you were okay with. Yeah. Wow. So what did you think when he presented this to you? Were you... I was, uh, I mean, being in the industry, you know, you're having sex with these other people and everything like that, and, like, you just want to feel normal. You just want to have that. If you do have a relationship, you want it to be normal. You know, the person just treat you like, you know, oh, you're going to work. Um, so when he told me that, you know, about the whole swinging stuff, I was just kind of like, you just want to have sex with other girls. Like, why am I not good enough for you? Like, you know, I was, you know, being like that. Um, and, you know, finally after, you know, talking about it, I was like, okay, well, we can we can try or whatever. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we ended up, we hadn't done anything for, like, maybe, like, two months into us being together. And then we went to uh, Dirty Vegas, which is a, a swinging uh, lifestyle party. Um, 2,000. Swingers. Yeah. That was your was That, that was first? my first. Yeah. That was my first It was like swinger out. boot camp. So wait a minute. So you walk into this place. It, <laughs> I'm guessing it's not people swinging around like I thought. What, what, <laughs> it, what happened? Um, I was just more about like... Like, on the ride there, I was like, okay, um, like, what are the boundaries? Like, what is, like, our call, like, our, like, our safe word word and stuff like that? Um, 
we were, ma- we were making up codes, exit yeah. strategies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was so new to me, and, like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I literally expected to walk into a place with people just having sex everywhere, and, like... That's what I everyone didn't. who doesn't know is picturing right now. <laughs> like, so, that's what I would have thought is just, like, but people. But it yeah. wasn't like that at all. Like, we went to, it was, like, a pool party, then it was a nightclub and stuff like that. And it it was just people having fun and not judging each other and, you know, just having a good time. And I was, like, the first night that we went out, which was a nightclub, I was getting a little frustrated because we didn't know anybody. We weren't, like, we were just walking around not talking to anybody. So, um the, he was like, the next couple we see, we're going to talk to. The next attractive. Uh, next attractive. <laughs> and and it had just so happened to be a couple that had hit us up on LL, like, like what, a couple weeks ago before the party and was yeah. trying to meet up with us and hang out with us. And it, so we hung out with them the whole time, and it was a good experience. I, so I'm while you're I'm hanging what. out, were you kind of like, oh, we're, are we going to, like do stuff it's funny because he'll like he'll go to the bathroom and then he'll text me and he'll be like so what do you think about them <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> you're not I'm supposed like, to reveal all our secrets <laughs> well what it's it's the truth I all mean, those I'm, people I'm out sure, there are gonna sure like that's why of, they kept I'm going sure to a lot of back. couples do that like how else you i would imagine because it's not like something you bring up with them like okay so these people sitting right here it is what it is i mean yeah. i feel like they know what it, you know they know if you're into them and they know if you're not into them well kind of to be more specific about your question what is it like um it you know the first party we went to was was actually before that and it was just like a regular club you know there's just couples there um and even when we went to this thing in vegas it was at uh the rumor hotel they just had the whole uh, resort and there's people hanging out by the pool maybe dressed a little bit you know sluttier than (laughs) normal um, but there was really nothing going on. People would go to their room. It's kind of like you meet people, and some of my closest friends in the last 15 years have come through this lifestyle, and never, you know, did we, like, have sex. Just yeah. like-mindedness. That's awesome. It sounds like a very, op- like you said, open, embracing, free community mm-hmm. uh, that re- that's respectful, too, which is great. One of the myths that I've heard a lot, and I'm sure I believed at some point, was that all swingers are, like, super kinky, like you're going to be pulling out whips and stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, what do wow. you say about that? Some of our close friends, absolutely. <laughs> that's not our thing. Um, yeah, it's not, not so much my thing, um, but, I mean... I, as far as kinky, I guess, just, like, me seeing him with another girl or something like that. Like, I've never seen any of my boyfriends with another girl. Or, you know, like... Um, what is that like for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, that I hasn't think, happened yet. No, it hasn't happened yet, no. but I want it to happen. Like, I've, init- like, I've tried to initiate it to happen. Um, yeah. But... Um, I just want to be respected. You know, I still... And we have this thing, like, if we are going to hook up with a, another couple, we hold each other's hand or something like that. Or, we, like, we keep the eye contact with him and I so that we know that we're so thinking you're together. of each other. Yeah, That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Wow. And would you say that... Uh, you said that it was the opposite of what most people believe, that it's actually strong couples who embrace this. Is that what you find in general? I mean, I'm sure it's like any community. There are people who are in it for all kinds of reasons, but you said a lot of your good friends. Are a lot of them in community relationships, or is it also, like, singles who want to swing? Most of the people I know that are in relationships, and it's interesting. Um, I have uh, a good friend of mine who um, works for the company, 
and uh, his girlfriend that for a long time she lives in Vegas and he lives you know here right now and they kind of are allowed to do whatever they do and I was having a conversation with him the other day and he's like you know certified Mr. Genius guy and he was telling me all it, it was like having a conversation Big Bang Theory thing going <laughs> on right what's the main guy's name Sheldon Sheldon yeah, yeah. he was like having a conversation with Sheldon about swinging and he's like, well, most, um, or I don't know even how he said it, but more intelligent people tend to be open to this type of lifestyle than those who are maybe a bit more close-minded, you know, or like the more educated people are, it's becoming more common for them to have these type of relationships because they can understand the difference between having sex with someone and like being in love and who to spouses. I don't know if that's true, but the genius said so. so. Well, you know, the genius <laughs> says so. You know, that, that's interesting because I know there's this whole, there's the sex and geek community, you know, of people who are, they're so, uh, and I guess I fall into that to some degree as far as like, I'm super into like sexual research. Like I got to have an orgasm in an MRI. It was like <laughs> my biggest adventure ever. Um, and I've always, I've just like, it's a total fetish for me. Like all this, like, so I get, I get some of that. Not to say that I'm a genius by any stretch, but um, it's, uh, it's interesting to me that it's like, when you think of like geeky people who are really intelligent, you think of like Star Trekky people. Oh, that's true. Got, yeah, big time. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's like, for some reason we take sex and we go, Ooh, but this is just for these kinds of people. Instead of saying, like, they're human beings, they're well-rounded, a lot of them are really intelligent and have actually thought through some of these societal barriers that we've set for ourselves. Well yeah. put, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Very interesting. Um, so another myth that I, I read was that swingers are always trying to convert other people into their lifestyle. And I've heard this from other friends who are like, I accidentally went to a swinger club. Oh, my God. Like, people are going to, like, come and, like, take you into their cult or something. Cool. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> run into that? <laughs> You just asked the guy who actually owns the website called VanillaHunters.com. <laughs> no okay. way. I've, I don't, I've never done anything with it. I own that domain. <laughs> Do you know what that is? No, I'm just laughing. I think that's hysterical. Okay. Well, in the swinger community, vanilla is people who are not part of the lifestyle. So Vanilla Hunters would literally be other couples that go out and their whole thing is to find vanilla or a couple that's not so like yeah into and, and turning them <laughs> is that a real thing that is a real thing really? absolutely turning them that sounds wow. yeah <laughs> i know i'm laughing but i could also i guess it could be a really exciting thing for mm. the the vanilla couple too or i mean because it depends on your tactic too like yeah. if you're trying to force people into it that's one thing but if it's actually you're like Hey, have you, you wanted about like, this? Yeah, <laughs> that is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and what about swingers are completely open-minded? Are all of the swingers that you've encountered? There, we're on a, um, a web. Is it okay for me to say a website? That's yeah, It's a, a lifestyle lounge. It's a fantastic site. And when you're going, you're filling out the profile. Um, you put like soft swab, full swab, all these different versions of what you may or may not be open to. Like if you're okay with a single female or single guys or group or all these different things. So there's people in all different places. And even mm -hmm. for us in our adventure of figuring out what we're into, there's times when we're into one thing but not the other. Um, She's yeah. like, oh, no, what's he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I mean. No, no, it's true. Like, yeah. 
Um, well, you're, are you talking about like if so, you, yeah, uh, so, yeah, like um, there's <laughs> you know we both come from we both come from doing adult films you know but like for instance we get tested every two weeks and I still get tested even though I'm I don't you know still I'm not in front of the camera um, so that's this kind of gets onto another myth that maybe swingers are dirty um, and having sex with all these people we actually. Um, they, we, yeah, we've had swingers <laughs> uh, actually put us off, um, and they are looking at us, oh, you guys do porn, you must be dirty. And we're like, no, we get tested all the time. Yeah. And uh, we've been put off by seeing some swingers who are out there, like, every time you turn around, they're, like, making out with somebody else. And, and I'm just thinking, it, like, I'm tested, and I'm, like, you know, I know I'm all good down there. I don't want you to come and do that <laughs> Yeah, so we've had you know? times where we were more comfortable with uh, what they call a soft swap situation, which is you don't actually... You don't actually have sex. It's, it's yeah. more sensual play. Yeah, yeah like, like kissing. And, yeah, and yeah, that kind of stuff. When you were mentioning that, I was just picturing, like, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> like this big missionary group of... Like, not missionary, missionary position. Like, we only do, uh, you know, like, oh. this is our thing, but we do with lots of people. Or, like, <laughs> there's probably something for everybody. You know, I bet yeah. there's swinger clubs for, like, 80-plus. I've had women in their 70s and 80s, for some reason recently, I had three, reach out to me and want to, like, tell their sex story. One of them had her sexual awakening at 70-something. Wow. And I was like, that is amazing. It's it, So I'm sure there's a different, you know, there's something out there for everyone. There's groups on that site that people can join, and it's crazy. If you ever get a chance, just look at all the different type of groups. Uh, there's Christian swingers. That is so funny. Okay. People would think that's yeah. an oxymoron, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not in the Bible, you know. Yeah, there's, there's everything out there. Interesting. Me. So if somebody wants to step into the lifestyle, what is what are some of the safe ways to kind of try it out? I think that don't do it unless you and your partner are like if you guys are strong and you can handle seeing your partner with someone else and just know that it's um you know it's just sex and it doesn't mean that they're not coming home to you later that night and not loving you um but at the same time I feel like you need to have the boundaries and um you know do what's only comfortable for you so I I think that you can you don't even have to go that that far. Um, you can just go to a party together, you know? Um, just check it out and go there with, with yeah. the understanding that there's zero expectations, that there's no pressure. You're actually just going to check it out. And maybe go two or three times and just kind of fill it out, meet people, and, and then go from there. And yeah. the, the kind of rule is to progress um, as fast as the slowest person. Like, who, whoever is the most hesitant, that's the pace you keep. That's a good tip. I like that. And the two of those together would work well, because maybe you go to these parties, and you're starting to feel like, I kind of want to... Yeah, like, I mean, I, I just look at my situation, because I was like, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> and he was like, well, let's just go to a party and just kind of just feel it out. We don't have to hook up with anybody. And I'm just like, okay, well, if we do see someone, like, these are the boundaries. And you want to, like, I wanted to, like, set them, like, right then and there. <laughs> like, I wanted to know that these were the boundaries. But... Don't be surprised I, if the boundaries change. 
Yeah. Especially. <laughs> she sets the boundary, then she jumps yeah. right over it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It was more of like a comfort thing. Of course. That's that. what boundaries are all about. Yeah. You know, it's because it's I think that if you're nervous and you have those, you know that, okay, this thing that freaks me out won't happen unless I say, let's make Like, I happen. overthink things a lot. So that was that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, well, he's going to go. He's going to see this girl. He's going sex with her and I'm like yeah. no I, th I think maybe <laughs> one of the most important things is you know usually there's one or the other partner yes it's usually the guy that's instigating you know this um, but to tell the, the other spouse look if you're uncomfortable at any moment any time in any way we leave that's it Same no question as you were saying with yeah. your, your entertainers and your, your you know the yeah. girls you represent it's so important and in life you know that is such a great lesson whether we are you know dating somebody in a you know, a more conventional relationship or not, you know, mm -hmm. we should always, and if the, if anybody doesn't respect those boundaries, that's not a good, yeah. not a good fit for sure. Um, how can we learn more about both of you and your fabulous work? <laughs> uh, you take that one. Are we just doing you're like, the, you're uh, the superstar. Are we just doing like Twitters? And sure. Stuff? Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you want to promote is great. Um, my fans can follow me on Twitter at Ariana Marie triple X on Instagram at Marie 15 underscore. Um, I'll be launching my website here soon for clubarianamarie.com. So awesome. they'll see a lot of stuff that they haven't seen that I've done. <laughs> a lot of new stuff, a lot of different stuff. So. What's our Twitter, our swinger? Uh, our, our swinger Twitter is Twisted. <laughs> you have a swinger Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, Twisted X Lovers. <laughs> They, we couldn't put three X's. We couldn't put three X's, so we did the X, but we're not, like, X. It sounds weird. We're, like, it sounds like you're the, former lover. Yeah, yeah, like, I we know. only get together to swing. So, someone said that test. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, I guess for the agency, agency yeah. adult star models. Awesome. It's easy yeah. to remember. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. For joining me today. Uh, to learn more about Dr. Megan, you can visit her website, greatlifegreatsex.com. And if you love what you're hearing, I hope that you will subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and post a simple rating and review if you like what you hear. Uh, if you want to support Girl Boner Radio even more, you can actually buy wonderful sex toy products from uh, Good Vibrations. Uh, they have lube. They have all kinds of amazing things for men and women. If you buy anything by clicking the link on my website, augustmclaughlin.com, then a portion goes to my work here. So thank you so much for the support and for joining me as always. Have a beautiful girl boner embracing week.